0: Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the
1: fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome everybody to the Fame Game. I'm your host Maddie Rose and we're going to have a lovely interview today. So I had the opportunity to meet um, Franco Zavala. Uh, I think it was about only like two weeks ago and it was for my school's Storm Scott Talent mm-hmm. um, showcase and basically I was like hey you know I know this is really last minute but would you mind you know coming as like our local celebrity guest and just like Be a judge for the talent show. So you (laughs) kindly agreed and I'm so glad because I did have the wonderful chance to get to know you for that little bit of time and Mm -hmm. I'm glad I got to bring you back to this show. So um, thank you so much for coming and being here today.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. So um, to start off, Franco, why don't you tell me a little bit about your life growing up?
2: Okay. Um, Let's see. Well, I'm what they would call an army brat. I was born in Hinesville, Georgia Um, and then I moved to Germany then California and then I ended up landing in Arizona. And I went to I lived here almost my entire life. My entire family's from a little place called Bisbee, Arizona, which is down south. I don't know if you might know it.:
1: sounds familiar. Um,
2: my, like, this is how I'm connected to everybody. My aunt's the mayor, my uncle's the police chief, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff, like what you'd see in a
3: movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, my childhood was pretty normal, you know, two working families, our working family, two parents still married till this day, older sister, and that's it. It was a good time.
1: <laughs> awesome, and you were in the military, correct?
2: I was. I was in the uh, army for seven years. I um, I went to the army right after high school, or a little bit after high school. I was uh, sort of forced mm-hmm. to go in, if you want to call Quote it
4: unquote. that. <laughs> um,
2: I was I was asked to go in politely by the United States uh, or by the Arizona government, and I went in, and it was one of those life changing experiences for me because, um, you know, I went in as a kid and I came out as a man. I again, I spent seven years there in North Carolina and Fort Bragg. Um, and I did the whole tour thing to Iraq and um, came back. And then they tried to send me back to Afghanistan. And I realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: I decided to tap into my skills of talking, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. So I convinced the, uh, the sergeant major to not let me go to war and let me get out of the military. And that's what happened. I got out and moved to Florida.
1: Wow. Well, that's a great story. <laughs> I mean, and thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome.
2: <laughs> Because
1: um I am also a military brat with my dad being in the military for twenty years cool. and my brother currently serving, so nice little connection right there. What branch are they in? Um they're both in the Navy. Okay, cool. So they're Marine Corpsmen, so they worked a lot with the Marines.
2: So no, it's nice experience. The hardcore stuff. Oh
1: yeah. He's <laughs> in the medical and all that good stuff. So I'm just like, wow, the stories. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I
2: bet. I bet.
1: So um now into get more of uh, your like acting. How okay. did you get into acting?
2: um let's see i used to be a public speaker Um, there's this movie that came out years back called the secret um Mm -hmm. uh, it was a a worldwide phenomenon and um i saw it and i immediately thought it was a bunch of bullcrap i mean i thought it was terrible i was i did not like it and then um and then i watched it again and i ended up loving it Mm
4: -hmm.
3: so i told
2: myself that i was only going to work for these people on this movie long story short a year later i was working with them speaking with them wow um and i did that for two years and while i was at my mentor's house in canada in toronto he looks at me and he goes what what do you really want to do with your life and i was like what do you mean i am doing it and he goes no if you can walk out that door right now and when it closes you could be anything you want in the world what would it be and i said oh i'd want to be an actor he goes okay you're fired and i'm like what do you mean i'm fired he goes you're fired he goes that's what you want to do go do it i left canada with no job packed up my house um and moved back to Arizona, and she started chasing acting.
1: Wow. <laughs> and it just happened just like that. It
2: exact. Well, I mean, there's a little bit in between that. Yeah. I shot a documentary on the way mm-hmm. home raising money for diabetes awareness. Um, but other than that, yeah, I got back here started going at it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's great. That just shows how much, like, a passion can drive you oh, yeah. to do something. Because if you're really motivated about it, then you can make it happen.
2: Oh, absolutely. And the fact of the matter is, too, is that he didn't give me... Um, there's this book uh, there's this story in a book that says you know a a soldier or a journal went to war and he burnt all the ships and then when they said why you burn him, he says cuz now we either we either win or we die trying and when he fired me I knew that that was it it was either I go at it or I I'm going to die trying so I did
1: mhm so would you consider that to be like your first um realization that you had a passion for acting or when did primarily start
2: well if i If I connect the dots backwards, Mm -hmm. I've been entertaining my whole (laughs) life. I have. I mean, I was always. I mean, it's not good to be considered the class clown in school. Of course. (laughs) But I was definitely. I never had a problem getting up in front of people. I loved attention. I loved attention. I loved making everybody laugh. Um, And it's been like that my whole life. But that was the very first time that I knew that I could attempt to chase it. Because up Mm -hmm. until that moment, I thought that you had to go get a nine to five job, work until you're sixty five, retire, and die.
1: Oh jeez, so. <laughs> you're like simple story short. Yeah, that,
2: I, I, well, I would grow. You know, I was raised on that. That's mm-hmm. the simple values of get a good job, work really hard, and then retire. And I didn't know any other way, right? But yeah, when I really thought about it, then I realized that you know, if I'm going to go after this acting, I better do it now because I had just turned thirty, and a lot of people at my age would never even attempt this because they think you know maybe they waited too long or whatever. But I didn't care.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good that you didn't let it stop you Mm because obviously you ended up very in a well suited place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I got, I well, some of it's luck, but a lot of it's, um, like I was explaining earlier, a lot of it's hustle.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I hustled and I still do hustle every single day when this comes to this business.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a tough industry. Mm -hmm. And some people don't like know that, but people who have been in and out of it, they Mm -hmm. get it.
2: That's true. They do. And, um, I, I was blessed to have good mentors in the mm-hmm. beginning. I was blessed to have good good um, family members and good friends that are, were in this business or that were also trying to chase this business, that I wasn't blinded by um, the complacency of other people when they didn't get a job or they didn't do good in an audition. Or they maybe they've been on 10 auditions that week and they decided, you know, maybe this isn't for me, and they stop. Um, I was blessed to not have that in my way. So... Um, and that's the advice I give back to everybody Mm -hmm. I mean I probably for every 10 auditions you get one
4: yeah you know
2: and you have to be okay with the word no or not right now that's what I like I like that one more not right now yeah. We'll, we'll keep you in mind. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because one of my questions for you was, how do you deal with rejection? And basically, is that just to take it by storm and just use that as like a lesson learned experience and then move on to the next?
2: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of nine, nine out of 10 people will take rejection as a, on a negative way. They'll only look at the negativity that comes out of the rejection. Um, whether if it's positive or negative criticism that comes from the individual giving it to you, but, um. For me personally, I take criticism, whether it be good or bad, I take the good out of it mm-hmm. i um, I learn from the bad, and I just keep moving forward because I don't have time to dwell on it i don't I literally I give it maybe an hour mm-hmm. tops, and then I keep going because if I sit on it any longer than that, that's an hour wasted that I could be used to correct what I need to correct or fix what I need to fix
1: it's a good philosophy because if you think about it, we sit so many hours, so many days even dwelling on something that just doesn't even it's not even worth the time mm-hmm. to do so when you could be doing other stuff yeah
2: i i mean when i look at a situation when it comes to rejection per se i look at it and i say "Is it's not good or bad or right or wrong mm-hmm. it's i take the good out of it you know I, I i take what i feel that is gonna make me stronger and make me grow as an actor and as a person because acting is reacting you know that
4: mm-hmm.
2: um it, acting is just being yourself and, and listening and to the other person so if you if you take it any other way but but just listening to the criticism that is given to you and then just moving, just keep going. And you know what? You're going to fail on that exact point and that exact note that you got. You'll probably fail five or six more times before you actually correct it. Mm-hmm. But you can't be afraid to just keep going at it.
1: Exactly. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say is your biggest highlight that you've experienced through acting? Um.
2: Well, I think the first two things. One, the very first job that I ever, I ever – did in acting, um, like actual job that I got paid for, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Was all, I, I got asked to be a lead extra on a Lifetime original movie. Oh wow! Um, called Man Eaters, and at the moment I thought, man, I, this is it. I made it. <laughs> Showed up on set, um, at, you know, the trailer trucks and all this other stuff, and then these famous actors were on, you know, on on uh, in the movie, and I got to be one of the lead groomsmen for this, and I was on camera, I was on film, and I was there for maybe an eighth of a second, and I, man, I thought that was it. And then I booked um, – I ended up going on an audition for three or 4,000 people on a Walmart, and that was a game-changer for me mm-hmm. because I thought I did terrible. I walked out of their thing, and that's it. And I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. didn't hear from them for almost a month. Wow. And I immediately wrote it off like it was nothing. And then I get a phone call telling me that I got the job, and oh, I course. thought it was a Walmart commercial. Like, that's it. I got a Walmart. Yes. Sounds good. I got it. And then I ended up finding out that it was a, almost – that's going to be almost – 25 a a year contract with them.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I do wow. a commercial
2: every other week with them.
1: Jeez, Well, mm-hmm. that's great.
2: <laughs> and that's a good – that's my highlight right now. Yeah. Where I'm at.
1: That's amazing. So what would you consider your biggest struggle then? Something that, you know, has been a challenge and it could be something that you've overcame or you're still overcoming?
2: Um. Well, my biggest challenge that I've, I have – um th- well, that I th- – that I thought I had was my tattoos, mm-hmm. um, being in the military, and if you know anybody in the military, everybody gets tattoos. I mean it's my first true. one was at eighteen <laughs> um, and i uh, i I got the tattoos and I thought that it was going to be a, a, a ruin my career and and i didn 't go over after a lot of jobs because of it, but now that struggle has become my strength this year, especially this new year 's resolution for me. Um, I'm no longer going to auditions trying to hide my tattoos. Mm -hmm. I go in there and I just give it my all of who I am. And if they like me, they like me. And if they don't, they don't. And my first three auditions I went on this year, I booked all three of them back to back to back.
1: Well, perfect. There you go. (laughs) Lesson done. (laughs) So with that being said, we're going to take a short little break. All right. And we'll have some more questions for you right after. So stay tuned. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. And so we had a lovely first segment with Franco, just talking about you know, his highlights, some of his struggles, how he got into acting, and his life growing up. So you've given us some great information. And one of the things you told me over the break, which I just loved, was that you're willing to share. Mm -hmm. And I love that part because people appreciate that. They want to know if this is something that they're going to do for the rest of their life, and they're truly passionate about it, and they're investing all of their being into it. They want to do it right, and obviously there are steps to get to that direction.
2: Right, right. So So, um, I can tell you right now that an individual that comes to me for help, I am always willing to help anybody. Um, I sometimes feel like I help more than I get back, but I never expect anything back. But here's the main thing with me. Um, If I'm going to help you, if you come to me for help, if you contact me, let's say you find me online or you contact me through Facebook and you need my help, whether you're a parent that has a child that wants some help or whether you're the person themselves, I give you three chances. I tell you, what I, t- I tell you what I need you to do, the time frame I need you to do it in, and when you're supposed to report back to me. And if you don't do it, you don't get my help no more.
4: Mm-hmm. That's
2: it. Like, you're, either you're serious about this business or you're not. Because when somebody tells me to do something, I'm on it. I don't waste time. I'm there. am uh, 15 minutes early. I'm on, you know, on time. I'm doing more than they asked me to do. Because I truly want to be in this business or this game, is what they call it. Because this is a game. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's a board game. It's like life. <laughs> True. It literally is that, and all you got to do is just make the moves. You know, be okay with the failures and and but do what you're told to do. Period.
1: It's good advice. <laughs> I mean, you you got to learn it. You know, at some point. So, man, I will take that advice too. Because you know, it comes to that point where it's like. Okay, I got to do this. If you're serious about it, like you said, you just got to go after it. Don't right. don't think about the time when you need to do it. When's the perfect time? Because you just got to go right. out there yeah. and go get it. Well, so. there is
2: no perfect time. There's yeah. um The best time to do something is the exact moment that it comes to your mind. Just do it. Like if you have – if your sixth sense is telling you this is what I want to do, just follow it, listen to it, and go. The second you start second-guessing it or you start asking advice from people – that have never done it before. Like the worst thing in the world is an actor or an actress or a model or anybody that will get advice from an individual that's never done it before mm-hmm. because they're going to get the the advice from a person that's going to give them the safe route and this is what you should do and plan for that. Just forget that. Just go. Yeah. What do you got to waste? I mean, what do you got to lose? <laughs> sure. I mean, even if you screw it up, even if you mess it completely yeah. up, it's okay because you learn from it.
1: It's, mm-hmm. so again, that factor. Nobody's perfect. Just learn from it.
2: So. No, there's no... I might and you might not agree with this, and a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. but um you know there's this old saying practice makes perfect you've heard of it right i mean mm-hmm. we've all we've all understood that phrase yeah m- i I came up with a a new way of saying it, and this <laughs> is the I teach my kids this is uh practice doesn't make perfect okay practice makes okay, practice makes um you know, where you are right then. You can always better your best. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. They should actually take that word out of the dictionary. Perfection? The is, yeah, the word is terrible. Yeah. Because perfection means to hit a level that you can't go anymore. And who wants to hit that level? People that are nine to five jobs that hit this level of perfection, you know, they don't ever go any higher. And that's sure. it, there's no, there's a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Perfection is the, uh, the word perfection is a ceiling. You can always better your best. You can always do better than what you did yesterday, even mm-hmm. if it was perfect in your mind.
1: I get it, though. I mean, it makes sense. You could practice for so long, but it's just there's to a certain point where you, you know, it's not going to make it, quote unquote, perfect. No,
2: it doesn't exist. That word should be taken out of the, You heard it here first. That word should be taken out of the dictionary.
1: Webster, period. please yeah. do so. Let's get it done. <laughs> I love that. So, Franco, tell me a little bit about like your journey because you were telling me, you know, that you definitely did have to hustle the mm-hmm. business a lot and get into those jobs to get to where you are now.
2: Well, I have a very supportive family. Um, My wife and my kids, um, I got to just tell you this real quick. I Mm -hmm. went from a bachelor, living on my own, getting ready to move to LA to chase the dream of acting when I was here in Arizona thinking that this is what I wanted to do. I mean, I made the game plan. Mm -hmm. And then life threw me the biggest curveball in the world. I ended up reconnecting with my best friend that I had when we were six years old. Um, 15, 20, you know, um 16 years later, she had five beautiful children, four girls, one boy, and her husband passed away from a heart attack.
4: Oh, man.
2: And, you know, I went there to support her mm-hmm. and lo and behold, I ended up falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. So this new chapter started with, and now I'm going to try to chase this dream and try to have a family of seven, you know, five mm-hmm. kids and my wife and my family. So supportive. She actually allowed me to go to LA mm-hmm. without the family. And to chase it because she knew this is what I wanted to do. So you know, my journey really started for where I knew I was passionate about this was right then and there. Because I knew I wanted to be an actor. I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment business. Um, but I didn't really fully know that I could do it without having that loving support of just everybody that's surrounded by you. You know, mm-hmm. and especially when you have children, because they want to see you. They want you to be around. Um, Skyping and and you know all that is only so much. They like to have physical contact.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But they still allowed me to do it for a year. And what I realized was I could do it just as well here as I could there. I went to L.A. for one year. I went on um, maybe 12 auditions. I didn't book one.
4: Wow.
2: And I was in a room with like 40, 50 other people. And then Mm -hmm. I came back here, and I got an agent here. And I, I don't know how many I've booked since I've been here, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's more work here. And so, don't think that there's not work here. There's a lot of work in the state, mm-hmm. just not film work and TV, which is where everybody sure. thinks it is glam and glory. You got to just put your name in. You got to make money doing what you love first, and mm-hmm. then you can do it. So, um, but that's my little that's my little road to where I'm at right now. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I can back up. Trust me. I've done. I want to write a book called My Midlife Crisis at the <laughs> Age of 30, because I've done more at the age of 30 than most people will do their entire lives, from sure. jumping out of airplanes to going to war, to losing money on Miami Beach starting companies, to becoming a mortgage broker like they do in the movies, like the Wolf of Wall Street, to filming documentaries, to having a family, to starting another company. To, I mean, I've done it all. Yeah. Um. So I can... I seriously... It could take me all day to tell you this story.
1: Yeah, but I'm so glad that you, you've you shared that part with us because mm-hmm. it's clear that you've done a lot and it's all helped to get you where you are now. Like those oh, little yeah. steps have made the biggest impact. And some people say, you know, what if that little piece didn't happen? Exactly. What if? Then, of course, you know, things would have changed.
2: Well, it, and Maddie, it has to happen that way because yeah. um, here's the thing. Everything that I did before I, I'm doing what I did now mm-hmm. all plays into a role in one point or another. And the way I think about it is that uh, like when I got a family, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, none of the children are biologically mine, but they are my kids Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and I love them to come to death. Um, But I'm being prepared for the biggest role of my life and I have no idea what it is yet and it hasn't shown up yet. But everything that I've done to this point, Mm -hmm. one one way or another, when you connect the dots backwards, um, it's prepping me for something that's going to take me to where I need to go. But I got to tell you, though, I'm happy. I'm just super happy. though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not filthy rich. You mm-hmm. know, I haven't made m- millions of dollars like most people would say you make in this business. Mm-hmm. This business is lucrative. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm happy and family rich. I'm just filthy rich. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge factor. Yeah. In, in my career. Huge.
1: Well, that's so perfect, though. And I'm so <laughs> glad you've been able to share with us. It sheds so much light on, you know, the journey that someone takes to get where they are in the industry. And then just like those personal things like family, always Mm -hmm. important. People say, what is your biggest support system? You know, sometimes it's different for other people, but for me, like you, it's my family. And thankfully they support me 100%. So that just kind of fuels your own passion as well. And that's a great thing to feel like. The best. It is.
2: The very best thing to feel.
1: (laughs) So then my next question for you is out of all of your acting experiences, which I'm sure are a lot, like you said, you just, couldn't name them all because you've lost count, but is there one in particular that just sticks out in your head and you'd call your favorite?
2: Um, no, because I haven't done one, the best, my best work yet, mm-hmm. but I'm getting ready to do a really cool project. Oh, um, wow. The project is hits close to home, um, I'm getting ready to do it with a famous uh, dance mom kid. I don't know if you watch the show Dance Bomb. I
1: have seen it. Okay. I have to well, say. there's this
2: girl on there. That, her name is Kalani Hilliker. She oh, okay. is one of the she's mm-hmm. one of the dance kids. She is a friend of a friend of ours. Um, she's my wife's friend's daughter. Mm-hmm. And her and I are going to make a movie about the dance world. And it's going to be just a really quick synopsis of the movie. It's going to be about um, a, a, a stepdad, which will be me, uh, will be played by me, uh, trying to build a business and. His wife and the 13-year-old girl, which will be played by Kalani, they have their dance mom connection, their best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, me and the wife go out one night, um, get in an accident, and she passes away. Oh. And so now I've got to go from just worrying about business to raising a 13-year-old, becoming a dance dad, trying to connect with her and trying to be – because she's not my real kid, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't like me. So, And we, we see where that journey takes us through the dance world and for being a uh, being a single parent.
1: Wow, well, that is some project, I yeah. gotta tell you. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear more about it. <laughs> but we'll have some more questions for you once again, but let's take a short break right now. So keep it right here. You're listening to The Thing Game.
0: Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Tuesdays at Noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself.
5: Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly, Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids.
0: We didn't invent kid talk. We perfected it, and at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a Supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the
1: Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're going to be heading into our third segment with another, um, you know, part of our interview with Franco. And it's just been great. We led off with your project, which I think is fantastic. I mean, I've never heard anything like it, for one. Mm-hmm. And to the fact that you play a major role in that and the process of this mm-hmm. is just simply amazing. I'm sure you're looking forward to it.
2: I am, you know, like we were discussing over break. I'm doing this because I can't wait. I can't I can't sit and wait for somebody to notice my talents and somebody to recognize my abilities to play a part. Mm-hmm. So instead, I'm going to go write my own part and I'm going to go write a part that I know that I could be great at, which would be a, a dad, which would be a mentor, which would be building businesses, and I'm going to develop a film around that. And um when Kalani agreed to do it, I was excited because, you know, Kalani has got 500,000 followers on Instagram alone. Oh
3: yeah.
2: Um and we're we're wanting to really tap into her fan base and we're hoping that we do tap into her fan base because this is a film about the dance world mm-hmm. from that age level. They've made dance movies before. You yeah. we've all seen them. Mm-hmm. But nobody's ever made a movie on on this genre on this level with with children at the age of 12 and 13 and the demands and the rigors of their life. I mean, most of these girls aren't even in school. You know, they get homeschooled because they just don't have time for it. Sure. Um, and I, I think that's fa- I, it fascinates me because I, wanna, I want people to know this.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just like the acting world. You know, Everybody wants to know the ins and the outs and what not to do and what to do. But the same with every other thing. And that's why I'm going to bring and I'm going to merge these two worlds together. And we're going we're gonna to launch the Indiegogo project probably in three or four weeks. Great. Um, while she's on Dance Moms. You can see her on, I think, Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really hoping to just get, and this is the good part, we're really just hoping to get a dollar, one dollar a donation of a dollar from each of her fans.
1: And that would make the world of a difference. Yeah, that
2: would make a huge even if we got 1% of her fan base, we would still make a movie for a little over $100,000 and that's a great that's a great number to make a film. And the good part about it is is that giving back cuz I believe in that mm-hmm. is if you donate the dollar and you and you support the project, you know, when we launch it and we and we premiere it, we're inviting everybody. This Mm -hmm. is not going to be some closed red carpet premiere. This is everybody show up kind of premiere. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time.
1: That's a great idea. I mean, Mm -hmm. something that I've never heard before and I'm sure the fans will appreciate, Mm -hmm. you know, it's what, it's what people want, you know, and to see this type of thing happening, they're like, all right, you know, I'll donate, donate my dollar. I hope
2: so. I hope so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Most of these fans, most of these fans love Kalani, but they just want like a shout out or a follow, which is to me, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's.
4: Yes. but i'm okay with it i'm okay yeah. with it but yeah. i want
2: to i want her fans to see another side of kalani that she's not just a dancer she wants mm-hmm. to be an actress too um, and this is something i i wrote this or we're writing this movie mm-hmm. for her as well because i want her I'm, I, I don't want this movie just to show what i can do mm-hmm. i wanted to highlight everybody in it.
1: well perfect <laughs> can't wait to see it it'll be cool oh yeah i'm sure so going more into like your acting again um why has it just in general become such a big aspect of your life
2: um because i love it so much mm-hmm. because i don't i think and i dream about it you know when you're you know when you love it when you practice interviews with oprah or ellen
4: mm-hmm. in your
2: spare time by yourself <laughs> you know you're you know this is what you want to do and i mm-hmm. i'd be lying if i said i haven't done that i mean answering questions too i went to ellen right mm-hmm. I we got to go on her show
3: oh awesome and
2: um and I wasn't even listening to their interviews. All I could think about was what I would be saying in their interviews.
3: That's awesome. And I think it was like Zac
2: Efron up there or something, and <laughs> and I just remember going, Zach, no, no, don't say that. You should have said this, you know. <laughs> but I just—that's all I do is I think that way. I don't, I don't. Fame and fortune—I'm not in this for that. It'd Be cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would I, I mean would it? Would it not? I don't know.
1: It's Just perks.
2: Yeah, it's perks. But I'm not in it for that. I'm just in it mm-hmm. to. I'm in it to wake up every morning and to wake up every you know, wake up every morning and to to be able to look in the mirror and say, I do what I love. And I love what I do and that's it, and then I can just keep going. Because it, it really rubs off my children too. Mhm. Big time.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's great to have a dad as an actor, too, and just all the experiences that you have, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to share that with them. You probably have already shared it with I them. Have,
2: I actually just recently did a, a commercial for University of Phoenix, mm-hmm. and um, I booked two of my daughters on the commercial shoot with me. Oh, I that's pitched. You should have seen me in that room. Adorable. I pitched them. I pitched them. I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm pulling up their Facebook and their profile there, their Instagram. I was like, you got to use my daughters. They're Look at
3: them. It. And They're boom, just... they got
2: booked. The first time, they, my daughters are 11 and 8, and they both got their first paying gig um, about a month ago. Wow,
1: man, they're ahead of the ballgame. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They they got this. <laughs> That's awesome. So on another level of your life, mm-hmm. um, tell me about you as an entrepreneur. Um, well,
2: I've uh, I've I've been an entrepreneur as for as long as I can remember. I've always tried to make money in one way or another from high school on, but um, I just recently realized that being an entrepreneur is a great way to fund your dream. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if you can come up with a really cool idea, you can pay for the things that you love. So. I started doing that. I started helping other companies uh, find money, find funding, you know, because I, I actually have these business cards that were made for me that say my name, and on the back it says Connector. Because I love doing that. I just love going, mm-hmm. here's you, here's you, go together. If you guys make something, send me a little money my way. And I ended up making quite a bit of money doing that. That's awesome. Um, but my biggest passion, again, is, you know, the entertainment business in a whole from singing to acting, learning to model, everything. So I launched the um, website beginning of last year right before my honeymoon and it was called two men audition and it was an acting competition Mm -hmm. okay something real simple i didn't advertise i didn't tell any i told my facebook friends my friends told their friends and what we did is we had people memorize a monologue and they sent it in and you know we picked the top 20 that we liked and we just put them head to head against each other every day and you just get 24 hours to vote for whatever monologue you liked the most and then the winner won $500 cash, and then they have an opportunity. Uh, $500 cash, they also had an opportunity to get repped by my agency. And um, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere because, mm-hmm. you know, again, we didn't advertise. And by the end of it, by the, by the complete end of everything, we had 100,000 people visit the website. We had 20,000 votes coming from 80 countries. Wow! Um, and it, was, it just took off. And then I had some entrepreneur call me from New York and wants to make it bigger. So I'm in the process of doing that right now.
1: That's great. I mean, one small idea and here you go.
2: That <laughs> yeah, was awesome. It was really cool.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. And, and something is so simple as just doing, you know, that head head little thing. And then, you know, all of a sudden just, well, there you go. Well,
2: and, the, and the name itself, Two Men Audition, my daughter came up with.
1: Really? Yeah, oh, but we were But really cool. we
2: were watching the social network and she, she said I should call that. So I did.
1: Yeah. You're like, thanks.
2: I was like, appreciate that. So she calls it her company, just so you know. Oh, Cla- really? Claire, if, you, if, if you listen to this, okay, it's your company. I get it.
1: That is so adorable. <laughs> I just love that. So what would you say is your favorite part about this, this whole company now?
2: Um, the two-minute audition? Mm-hmm. Um, it's being able to tap into talent and then being able to connect them with people they need to know. So the entire objective of this company is to have a great, fun competition you know, because everybody enjoys competition and be able to put out their work.
4: Mm-hmm. And we're
2: only doing it with actors now because that's my world. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna transfer into music, bands, comedians, models. I'm going the whole way. This whole two-man audition concept will spread. Um, but what I love about it the most is, is I'm able to ta- to showcase their talent and then. When somebody calls in about that person or emails me about that person, I immediately connect them. With no, I don't want any money from anybody. I just connect them so they can start their careers and start it quicker and faster and on a better guidance.
5: Mm-hmm. But my entire
2: objective of this whole thing is once we go 50 states is I'm going to hold a nationwide competition. And the winner is going to receive a year scholarship to Los Angeles. Their bills, their housing, and their vehicles, and their food's going to be paid for so Wonderful. they can spend one year mm-hmm. chasing their dream without the rigors of life. And all they all they have to do wake up every morning and just focus on following their dream. That's it. That Don't is, worry about bills, no nothing. That That's is their goal. Such
1: a cool concept. Yeah. I just love that.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I hope well, I hope it gets to that point. But it's a lot. Yeah. It's funny when you get up into this point where I'm at right now because mm-hmm. a lot of people want to give me the advice, and a lot of people want to tell me what I should and should not do. And I've come to the conclusion just a couple of days ago that I'm going back to me. I'm gonna stop listening to everybody else. I'm just gonna do it by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, do it on my own. Either you help me, if you do, you don't. I don't care. But I'm doing it anyway.
1: Yeah. So you know, sometimes you come to the point in life where you're like, you know what? I gotta to listen to myself. Mm-hmm. I gotta to listen to myself because I've, I've, mean, I've connected that too. Like with you know, singing. Even you know, somebody wants me to sing this song. Maybe it's my coach, and then somebody else wants me to sing this song, and then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I listened to, to that, and then in the long haul, I should have just listened to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so.
2: original work. Originality is huge in singing. I mean, you're a singer. Yeah. Origin, being original is big.
1: Yeah. Real big. So, well, you know, you have those little things to take with you forever, <laughs> so it's just perfect. <clears throat> and, um, you know, just for you, uh, where do you receive your inspiration and motivation from? Because you're very driven, and, you know, it's always great to have that little sense.
2: I receive it from... Um, well, again, I had a, I was really blessed to be having these mentors before I became an actor. When I was mm-hmm. a public speaker, I spoke on personal development and growth. So I spoke on following dreams and chasing stuff. So I would just – it embedded in me. But where it comes down to it when I when I think about chasing it and where I get my inspiration from, it is from my wife. It really is. You mm-hmm. see, success or failure, it doesn't phase her. Every, she's behind me every way, and that inspires the crap out of me.
1: Mm-hmm. It really does. That's perfect. So, Awesome. Well, let's take a break for now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game.
0: What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook.
1: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America
5: Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
0: You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids
1: Channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. And we're in our final segment of the Fame Game. And we're finishing up our interview with Franco. So, um, I mean, we've covered some great stuff in this interview everything from you know your journey as an actor to your family and you know just everything in between the highlights the struggles you name it we've we've gone there your projects even which has been lovely to hear about but um now let's go into you also being a father and also being a working man and also an actor like how do you balance this all out
2: um it's tough it's tough i'm i'm blessed to have my business at home so that's a really easy balance for me. Um, it's it is tough because the kids running around screaming, yelling.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it, it, there are some obstacles that I have to deal with on that, and sometimes yeah. you get frustrated, sometimes you don't because you really wanting to focus. But again, you know, my biggest accomplishment so far that I and that I will have when it comes to business is the entertainment company and the in the audition company, and I got that entire I I, I built it based off of my daughter's suggestions. So I can't fault them at all at, in any way, but um, balancing family in this in this business is right now it's okay. It's, I'm perfectly fine with it. And when I do, and I say when, not if, but when I do make it to the next level, when I do go to that next level, um, as long as I know and I keep it in my head to involve my family in every decision and everything that I do, from travel to movies to projects, I'll be all right.
1: Awesome. <laughs> And then um, just for like the future, where do you see yourself in five years? You've already done so much, but you know, like you said, you're just waiting.
2: Well, in five years, um, the company will be 50 states strong. Um, we'll have a lot of different crazy stuff coming out of that. Um, and in five years, either somebody in the business, whether it be Paramount, Universal, any of these other companies, any of these big agencies, will either see my talent for what it is, or I will be forced to move them the hell out of the way.
4: Mm-hmm. because
2: I'm going to build myself that big. Here's the thing. I know I'm being, again, a little boastful about it, but I don't see any actor in this business better than me. I just see them in a better opportunity than I am.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: if I can't get there the way they got there, which is you know being noticed, getting the opportunities, and then shooting the movies, then I'm just going to have to go make those opportunities on my own. And I plan to bring as many people as possible with me. So I'm going to build an army of individuals that don't have the money and the time and the and the and the resources to make it to Hollywood or, or New York and I'm just going to build an army across the United States of people that are have talent and have the ability to do it and we're just going to do our own stuff
4: mm-hmm.
2: and guess what well and the, the Hollywood will hate it because it's not it's totally against the grain yeah oh well
1: it's going to be done
2: <laughs> oh, well.
1: well like you said you can't wait for the world
2: I can't no I won't and I have never waited on anybody. Mm-hmm. And the times that I find myself waiting on people, I find my business or my circumstances dwindling or they don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, I've got to give myself a good swift kick in the butt when it comes to that um, because I, I depend too much on the good and the, and the kind hardness of people, hardness of people. But um, you know, if you know me of anything, if you come to me with an idea – and i think it's doable i'm going to want to run with it right then and there and you have to be you have to have your running shoes on with me mm-hmm. i'm not going to want to take a walk around the park and talk about it if you come to me with a plan and i think it's good we run that's it because we have no time to waste because we have zero idea if tomorrow's coming mm-hmm. so we just go
1: well hey it's like i said it's a good <laughs> philosophy you get stuff done that way it's true so there you
2: go, and you fail, and failing's fun. And you, <laughs> I'm, I can't be more. I can't stress that anymore. You have to fail. Mm-hmm. I've never learned anything from my successes. I've learned zero. I could not explain to you or give you an example of what I've learned from my successes, but I can give you a book about what I've learned from failures, and that's that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody. I hope I hope people understand that. You don't. You can't learn from success. You can only learn from failure. Mm-hmm. So.
1: So if you were to go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? I would have
2: told myself at your age that I should have chased this business a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But again, I look at my life where I'm at right now, and if I was to write in the chapters of books, I wouldn't change a moment of it, mm-hmm. a moment of it, because it would change who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change who I am right now or anybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, nope, I'm keeping no this. No way. My,
2: my outlook on life, the way I treat people, how I handle business and how ethical I am, I wouldn't change that for the world. Never. I wouldn't compromise that for any amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's why I'm doing a lot of this on my own terms because then I make the terms and I, I can include the people that I want to include. I can get rid of the snakes because there's a lot in the grass in this business, especially
4: mm-hmm. people
2: are in this business to make money off you and make in no other way. And the second you can, you could see them coming, you know, um, the better you are, you're, you're off in this business but like i said i want to make i want to build an army of people that are 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 talented in all aspects of the word entertainment
4: mm-hmm. and
2: move forward and they're either going to come with me or fall into the rat race which is and make no mistake about it being an actor is an entrepreneur but it's also a rat race mm-hmm. it's because you're standing in line with a lot of people or you can get off the freeway that's packed with traffic and come with me on my bypass lane cuz that's what i'm building <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome though so overall um what would you say your advice is to somebody who's pursuing a career in the entertainment industry, whether you know that's acting, modeling, singing, what have you?
2: My overall advice is to is to go to the person you trust the most and ask them whether or not they think you should do it. Get their advice from the person you trust the most. And then compare that to the advice that you already have in your head. Because everybody's made the decision to make it or not. Mm -hmm. You've decided whether or not you want to make this. It's just now you're trying to find other people to talk you out of it. Um, And then just go. Like like I was telling you earlier, Maddie, (laughs) you can't look at something and say, is this good or bad or right or wrong or the right timing or not? You Mm -hmm. have to look at it and say, if I act on this right now,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: right now, will it move me in the direction of my dreams? And if the answer is yes
1: that's a good way to put it. I can start asking myself that question. And I bet you I will have a wonderful answer that way. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are many times and just like relating this back. So I've said this many times on my show. Somebody asked me a while back, if you could go back in time five years ago, which I was only like 11 years old. (laughs) They're like, what would you tell yourself? And I'd say, you know, I would tell myself not to be so hard on myself because I wasn't quote-unquote looking for perfection but i was trying to get as close to it as possible and you know what you can't do that all the time especially like being in high school and then like going after your dreams and everything it's like life happens mm-hmm. you know things happen for a reason and you just have to roll with it and you have to like make the strides to get you where you want to go mm-hmm. so nice question to ask yourself is this going to move you
2: in the direction of my dreams
1: in the directions of your dreams
2: so you literally look at it yes you, look no? at, you look at the situation and you say it's, it's, good, it's not good or bad or right or wrong. Yeah. Will this move me in the direction of my dreams? If the answer is yes, and it's you'll hear the yes in your head, mm-hmm. just, just step.
1: Roll with it. Let's go. Yeah.
2: What do you have to lose? You can't go backwards. You're already at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only move forward. So just go. Start building your wall. You know, start building that wall to climb on. So.
1: Well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Franco, if there's anybody that. um. Would like to find you or read more about your story? How can they do that?
2: Well, you know, I, as I think about it more, I need to have my own website, I guess, so mm-hmm. I can give more people advice. I should have thought about that. But um, no I, I my Instagram is just Franco underscore Zavala. It's Z is in zebra, A V is in Victor. A L A, same name for Facebook. Um, but you know, best way to contact me is through one of those. And don't ever think that I won't answer, or think that somebody's answering for me because it's it's always me answering. Um, if you have good ideas, good concepts, or you just want to really chase this business, I can't guarantee you anything
4: mm-hmm.
2: other than I can guarantee that if you listen to what I say, just listen to me. You will at least be ten steps ahead of where you were the previous month, week, or year. Um but remember, like I told you before, Matty, if you come to me and you want my advice or you want to find me or you want to ask me questions, I give you three chances. Maybe mm-hmm. three things to do. If you can't do those, ask anybody that's ever dealt with me before that I don't talk to anymore. Mm -hmm. It's because they didn't want to follow through.
1: They know it. (laughs)
2: They all know it. But ask somebody that has followed through with me and ask them where they are now to where they were. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Anytime. I can't thank you enough for, you know, being on the show today and just taking out the time to share your story and give advice to other people, including myself, because you've helped me a lot. Good.
2: I'm glad I did. So thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks for having me. Today. I appreciate it. Of
1: course. It. And with that being said, we're going to have a featured song of the week, and it's going to be I Will See You Again by Carrie Underwood. So here it is. So, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and this show has been produced by KidStar for the Voice America Kids Radio Network. And up next is a track from the KidStar Album of the Month. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to
0: join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show.
6: My name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The kids are of the month. This month is Back in School, Neil Brewer, and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three
7: kids in the car on the Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done and had enough. And the sister's sitting in the front seat Who at this part of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license. She's thinking to herself. I can't believe that I'm still riding with them. I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends. And if by chance I fail the driver's exam, then I... sitting behind her, who at this point of the song you need to realize is about five years younger than she is, but he's still about two years older than his little brother sitting next to him. He glares down at his little brother and he's thinking to himself, I can't wait till our sister's finally gone, then I'll sit up front cause that's where I belong, and I'll be rid of you, you miserable worm, why don't you just run away? Three kids in a car on the Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born They can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done bad enough And the little brother Who at this point of the song You need to realize is a whole lot smarter Than the other two think he is He glares back up at his big brother And he's thinking to himself I know that there's nobody back in because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the mother who's been driving all this time, she's thinking to herself things that I'd better not say. So we'll just pretend that she's thinking